0: into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me on another interview episode on the Awesome Inside Out podcast. As always, it's an honor and a pleasure to share this time with you. Thanks for being here, ready and willing to upgrade your health, your well being, and your mindset. If this podcast moves you and inspires you in a profound way, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone that you love. Maybe that's a roommate, a classmate, a colleague, a friend, a family member, someone in your community that could also benefit from the wisdom shared. So thank you so much in advance. All right. So often we want so badly to be the great wife, mother, friend, daughter, sister, coach, leader, that we end up ignoring our bodies, our symptoms, and our intuition that guides us in how to take care of ourselves. As a result, my podcast's primary goal has always been to invite you to actually bring forth the unpleasant and sometimes uncomfortable feelings and the unconscious ways of thinking and being and to bring them to the surface so that you can begin to heal and become aware of what needs to shift. And often, once you start this healing process, you're going to be able to show up in all areas of your life and serve with more love and presence than ever before. On this newest episode today... I'm diving deep on this topic with my beautiful friend, Diane Kayser. Diane is an ex-pro soccer player and functional nutrition practitioner with a background in yoga, personal training, and financial planning. Beyond having multiple certifications in wellness, she created CHI, Cleanse, Heal, Ignite, a hormonal warrior transformational program while supporting women around the world to not only heal from emotional and hormonal problems, but to radically transform their lives. And so today we're diving into her expertise along with how so many doctors are overlooking a number of areas that are making women sick. Some of these include their beliefs, forms of binging, blindly trusting products and services, cosmetic procedures such as Botox, breast implants, prescriptions like birth control, and toxic beauty products. During this podcast, I invite you to confront all of it. And then from this new awareness, pivot in a new direction. And I encourage you wherever you are in your life to recognize that healing is nothing more than our ability to dig deep and truly let go of what is not serving us any longer. And health, my friends, starts with you becoming an advocate for yourself. And this conversation I'm about to have is here to help you do just that. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you.
1: Me too, Sarah and Sisters in Silicone. So some background. So Diana and I
0: met at a Mindshare conference a couple... It was like two years ago, right? Or has it been longer? Two years ago. And I had just explanted taking my breast implants out. And it was a synchronistic moment where we were at a podcasting table talking about starting a podcast and how to grow your podcast, which is funny because here we are. Yeah. But for some reason, you and I just had this moment where we started talking about breast implant illness, how it was this growing movement of more and more women talking about it. I had just previously explanted. I was still really shy, honestly, talking about it, especially in a community of a lot of wellness people. And, and I don't know why at that moment I was still a little reserved about talking about it, I think, because I really wanted the science and I really wanted to make sure that I recovered from my breast implant illness before I blamed my implants on being so sick. But as I learned over time that, and what you talk about so eloquently is that it's not just the implants. There's so many things we have to look at when we're detoxing and cleansing our body. And this was something that I I deep dove into and now a year later and I'm, I'm fully recovered and my symptoms are gone. But at the same time, you were suffering from breast implant illness and started to share your story with me. And I think it's just such a profound conversation that we keep having because so many more women are coming out, recognizing their symptoms and struggling with this misdiagnosed often medical condition that a lot of doctors aren't even calling a medical condition still to this day. So I wanted to get your story on breast implantliness and kind of how you came to really identify that this, this was one of the problems when you were detoxing and, and really healing your body. And then what were the steps that you were taking? Cause the interesting thing now is that the question I'm getting isn't, should I be X planning, but it's, what do I do after I explant and how do I heal my body. And I think it's really profound to see this kind of shift amongst women where it's not so much about the explant, but it's it's like, okay, well, now that I have them out, what do I need to be doing? So I would love to hear what you did and kind of how you got into this work and how you're also empowering women today to heal their bodies. Cause I know you're, you've become an expert on this and now have a book coming out and all Yay. these amazing doing a summit. And it's just so amazing to see you step up into this empowering stance and really taking a lead and an expert lead in this this area.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I always say that the best people that are in a great place to lead and love and light and liberate the people who have been are going through it are those that have education, experience and empathy. And when you have those three E's in a formula of is the leader that you choose to support you through this dark night of the soul really is what this is. It's a, it's an identity crisis. Who am I without these implants? I mean, it's such a big mind shift too, because many people out there asking the question, like, what do I do to detox my body? And that's like the number one question that I get is what do I do need to detox. And I'm I respond back, well, it's, it's of course, you know, what else do you have going on other than your breast implants that you've had inside your body? And when I go through this long checklist, I typically will see that many other women that I'm working with is there is this formula that I've seen that many women are suffering from things that are beyond breast implants in, in the form of toxicity. You know, we've got breast implants, we've got Botox, we've got bacterial overgrowth in the mouth and other toxins like mercury and cavitations of which, you know, oral health is responsible for what is just said now 80% of chronic disease, especially with like this immune system issue that we have going on right now with the virus, you know, a lot of this mucosa that supports our immune system and our immune health starts in the mouth and this mucosa that goes from the mouth all the way down to our butt. And that's a big part of what gets attacked with women who have what I call beauty toxins and this whole lifestyle that all begins from what I call the bully within. And that's Mm. what our culture has shaped us to believe starting from the late 1800s with this image that was created of what a woman air quotes should look like. And then ever since then has been shaped and sculpted and positioned in front of us. If you don't measure up to this, you know, twiggy woman, which is another woman, you may have heard this before, Sarah, in your modeling industry that the woman and how she should look has been put in front of us for years. And if you don't measure up to this shape, then you are not worthy of love or attention or mattering or belonging. And so there's just been this positioning against women against women competing for this appearance. So it's not just breast and implant illness, but it's also many other things to, to be considered as well. And the reason I say this Is because I don't want women to miss the mark. And here's what I hear a lot, Sarah. I got my breast implants out and I'm not feeling 100% better. I mean, 70% of symptoms drop for the common woman when she gets them out. But then I don't want women to get complacent and thinking that, okay, well, I feel better. But I want you guys to feel like exceptional. Because better is great and all, but exceptional is what we're all here to experience. And what brings women across the finish line is exploring all of these things, is the broken beliefs, is, you know, the birth control and brain inflammation. All of these are the bees that are, that must all be addressed at the same time. And it does sound overwhelming, but when you work with somebody in a team or a person that understands that we are just one big bucket and these toxic thoughts and toxic chemicals are the two main things that create the suffering that so many of us and sickness and stuckness that we're experiencing today. Yeah, it's really
0: mind blowing to me how much damage we're doing on an unconscious basis. And I say that with so much compassion because I've been there where I have unconsciously created so much damage to my body. And part of my healing process was forgiving myself for all of those moments where I, because of the media, because of social conditioning, because of my own internal beliefs that I wasn't worthy enough, I made choices to go and do a lot of these that you're talking about. And I just want to go through the list with them so that if you're listening, you can kind of think in your head, what are these unconscious behaviors or these behaviors that you might deem appropriate, you might deem even healthy. I think a lot of women feel that these are healthy behaviors. Can you go through that list with us just so that women can hear them and really start to think about if, if their behavior patterns are reflecting some of these things?
1: Yes, absolutely. I like to start in the soil of your soul and the soil of your gut, because those are two things that really are the root cause destruction that create the choices like you and I both did, Sarah, which, you know, forgiveness is freedom. And so this is not about shaming any of us. What I am shaming is the cultural conditioning that brought us shame, right? Is that we, we don't need to look out there to find our beauty. And so what it starts with is, is these broken beliefs and these have been handed down for centuries, for generations. And when we start to heal ourselves of these broken beliefs, we're healing our future. It's said that when the work that we do in this lifetime, Sarah, we'll heal seven generations who came before us and seven generations who are ahead of us. So that's 14 generations of women that if you do this work, you are healing Ahead and behind you. And that's so powerful. So, if we can really question where do we get our beliefs? Like, who shaped these broken beliefs that I'm not enough and I can't heal? I don't have the power within myself. Or, like, This is one I hear a lot, Sarah, from a lot of the women clients that I get, because a lot of the women clients I get have really been on this path for a while. They're health practitioners, they're doctors, they're medicine women, they're personal trainers, they're yoga teachers. They've been really working hard to figure this out. And they're in a maze. And they're like, okay, I can't figure this out. I'm stuck. And that's a great place to be. And I want to celebrate that. The broken belief is that you should be there by now. And that so many women think I should have this down. I should. I should know what to do, and therefore they feel that they should know this, and they don't ask for help. So that's the big prison: is to think that you should know it all, and that's a broken belief system that keeps you stuck, sick, and suffering. And the second one is this bully within thoughts are that what this sounds like: these thoughts of I need this outside of me to be beautiful. Once I get this. Once I install, inject, surgically and play, insert this into me, then I'll be lovable. And I call this the perfectionism parasite. And you're not going to see that on a stool test, <laughs> but <laughs> you're definitely going to feel this every day based on the 90% of thoughts that we think on a regular basis that are self-sabotaging and limiting beliefs that's the hamster wheel that we're all on that we think that we need to buy our beauty. And literally we are dying to be beautiful. So just because our grandma or our mom or the beauty industry or what you see on TV or what you see in movies or in pop culture, just because it is common out there doesn't mean that you need to do it inside of there. Because what I want you all to find are these beautiful natural gifts inside of you. And What hides those beautiful, natural, unique gifts are these beauty toxic products. And that's the third one. And we're slathering and we're masking our magic. We're slathering so many chemicals on our body and our face and our mouth unknowingly. And we trust what we see at the department stores. Fragrance—that God! When I go to the department stores now, fragrance just hits me like the Matrix, and my <laughs> feels like my whole body flies backwards.
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. When you get in an Uber, and
1: it's—that's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Do you say anything, Sarah, when you get an Uber and you're like, "Oh, I, you're choking." There was-
0: I mean, there was one time I had to get out cause I was, it was a long ride and I, I was super sensitive to the driver and I ended up paying him anyway, but I, I was like, I can't, I will have a headache by the end of this ride. Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely those moments where you, you have to
1: step into
0: really take your well being
1: <laughs> to another level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I say something to the drivers and cause, and what we're talking about for the listeners, if you don't know, it's. It's like the Febrezes or the Glade plugins. And I was literally just talking about this with uh, Dr. Marisol on my IGTV today about how, you know, a lot of these fragrance items, which could literally contain thousands of different synthetic ingredients, they hit our mucosa and our no- nostrils in our mouth and our eyeballs. And we instantly, our immune system reacts and it has to mount an immune system reaction, secretory IgA, IgE, IgEs, especially to try to clear it out of the body. That's our immune system reaction. We produce histamines to so these things that are not, they're not DNA. They're not natural. They're not made from mother nature. And our body goes, that's fake. So our body is so brilliant. It will go That's fake to anything and try to attack it, which is exactly what I'll get to in a little bit with what happens with breast implants. So this happens inside of the brain too, right? Like you just said, you get a headache. So that's the fourth one is that now brain inflammation happens and women get headaches or they get migraines and it's from a lot of these synthetic ingredients and they, or, and they start to have mood imbalances and brain fog or whatever. And then we get prescribed with prescription drugs. They contain addictive ingredients in them. Benzodiazepines is one that I see a lot of women who have been, had breast implants they're on benzodiazepines to try to help them sleep and to calm their anxiety and to basically tranquilize these, you know, thoughts that are stressing their body out. So they can at least be comfortable. Right. And they don't know when they take these things, the doctors don't tell them like these are addictive and very difficult to get off of. And mind you, I have still to this day yet to hear of one doctor who really safely knows how to help people get off benzodiazepines. Just like you said earlier, Sarah, I have still yet to find one doctor who says, breast implant illness. Yes, we have the protocol for that has been created in the medical industry. It hasn't. That's why we're creating them. Right. And when women have migraines, you know, and this brain inflammation, a big one they get is Botox. And of course we're using Botox for cosmetic reasons, but in medical use, they're using 10 to 20 times higher doses of Botox to support with migraines or anal fissures or people who have pain, who have fibromyalgia, or they might have different autoimmune diseases. And the people who react to Botox the most, as well as breast implant illness the most, are people who have autoimmune diseases, predispositions, uh, issues with skin disorders, difficulties clearing toxins from the body. You may have heard of the MTHFR mutation, which is a genetic polymorphism where it makes it more difficult to clear toxins from the body. And Sarah, I'm double homozygous. How about you? I have it as well. Okay. Yay. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you're stuck with crappy genes, but we can turn on the genes. With supporting the liver, you know, things like B vitamins and getting more glutathione, maybe injections like I do, or taking N acetylcysteine or vitamin C high doses to support the body's ability to make your master antioxidant, which is called glutathione, which helps support detox from the liver. It doesn't mean that if you don't have these polymorphisms that you are going to have breast implant illness, it just might mean that you're more genetically susceptible to mounting an autoimmune response to it and having the symptoms from it. And what I will say is having breast implants are a really big recipe for disaster for women who have, you know, issues genetically for detoxing harmful chemicals from the body, we tend to get more overloaded. And breast implants will also be one of those things that turns off the good genes for many people. So the last thing I haven't talked about for the six of the eight now is bacterial overgrowth in the mouth. You know, we're told to use fluoride, we're told to use, you know, mercury in our mouth for silver fillings. Now that's, you know, shifted a little bit, people are getting more holistic about it. But oral cavitations, uh, 86% of people who have had root canals will have a cavitation. It's kind of like breast implant illness inside of your gums. That pocket of inflammation will also predispose you to illness. So that's another one. And that's why I recommend you only see holistic dentists, not just a standard dentist to make sure you're really addressing your mouth from a a natural perspective and you're using non-toxic metals or chemicals in the mouth because your body is going to be really sensitive with breast implants. It's going to start throwing you know, histamine response to any kind of toxic or foreign invader in the body. And then birth control is the last one. And so birth control, you know, most of us, our hormones go completely out of whack when we have breasts implants, and then you add all these other bees and our hormones, of course, are always, you know, any symptom is a hormone symptom. Any symptom is a gut symptom. Any symptom is a gut an immune system. It's all related, right? So with especially birth control, a lot of us, when we take that to at least try to regulate our hormones for many of us, what that does is, Our body thinks it's in menopause. So you can't mount a stress response to to cope with stress when you're on that kind of poison. So, and these things are artificial hormones. So when you get this whole chemical storm with the common woman today, dying to be beautiful, it is breast implant illness and these other things. So I just want to make sure that everybody's thinking about all the big pictures when they're going to explant and then working on cleansing their body, healing their hormones and igniting their life afterwards.
0: Yeah, the other thing we were talking about before, this podcast started was the blindly trusting. And I think that I would love for you to talk a little bit about that, about just how to do the right research, where to be getting your research from. And I mean, even you and I, we went into so many experiences, blindly trusting a doctor across the table, telling us that these practices are safe. And it takes so much courage. I know from my own experience of even today, getting second, third opinions, really making sure that we empower ourselves to trust in our own intuition and recognize what's fear-based, what's not fear-based, what, when are we trusting blindly because we don't want to take that extra effort or that time or that consideration. I mean, it, it's a lot, right? It takes a long time and it, it makes us question ourselves. And And I've even heard, oh my gosh, Sarah, you're crazy to even think that these implants were making you sick. And I heard that from multiple doctors. And so I'm just curious how you've worked through this, how you've cultivated the courage to look outside of what's considered normal, which it's not, but considered Mm -hmm. normal. And then what steps you're taking to empower your clients to think outside this box, which is so easy to fall into.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And it's one that you and I should do like a seven-day retreat on just that topic alone, you know? (laughs) It's so big because, again, is this industry that wants us to not trust ourselves and to trust science and that we've, we've got you, we've done the studies. And for me, this is what's coming up in my book, Killer Breasts, and it's coming out in the next couple of months. You know, Sarah, think about the last time that you had an intuitive thought and hold that in your mind. And then now start to think about What happened after that? How did your body show you, Sarah, you didn't listen to me. Can you think of an example?
0: Yeah. I I mean, specifically with my breast implant illness, I remember the first time I got heart palpitations, I was in the middle of Tulum in a brain forest well, like having, <laughs> having an anxiety attack in the middle of the night without any access to medical care. And it was the first panic attack I had in so many years. And I remember my first thought was it's my implants because it was in the middle of my chest. And then mm. fast forward a year later, I still was ignoring the voice because I didn't have any concrete evidence until I saw these other celebrities starting to talk about it. And then it started to process where I was like, oh, this might actually be true. But because I ignored my intuition, I went back home. I got a bunch of doctors to validate that it wasn't my implants and to test me for all these other things, whether it was the pain in my arm or the numbness in my hands or my joint pain or whatever it was. I had a different doctor telling me that it was nothing. And I completely ignored my own truth it's tough to fight against. And I also understand from a place of financial ability to go out and get testing. I understand from the ability to go to multiple doctors and the time and the energy that it takes. But I think that all of that's going to shift as we all start to really empower one another to speak out and to share and to be vulnerable and to talk on social media about our truths. I think Mm -hmm. that those things we are going to have more access to the resources that we need.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the perfect example is that your body will tell you in the language of symptoms, when you're not listening to your intuition, and following what it's trying to say. And here's the thing, you know, our intuition speaking to us, but we've not been taught how to listen to and decode what these things mean. You know, when we get a little intuitive hit, and women, especially more than men, have been taught, we we have this major superpower, and you, you know, look no further than the Egyptian times. This is how they actually governed their entire society is by listening to their intuition. And it was said that back then they had over 200 different senses, you know, now we have like, five, six, right? And they had all these different senses, because they were prized to listen to their intuition. And so like, the question is, is, how do we listen to it? And that's what we're doing now in all these groups, right? Is that, okay, if we're not being heard in the medical institution that was created by men and the breast implants that were created by men, and it's this patriarchal system that was created by men. And now we have women going, okay, I, I don't know, maybe I'm going crazy. but And then we go to the doctor and we're literally taught you're going crazy. It's like the term hysterectomy literally is derived from the word hysterical and women know when there's something off. And so when we start coming together and going, okay, Call me crazy, but don't even please stop using even that that language in the beginning. Is no, you're not growing crazy, and, and no, you're not alone, and no, you don't have to suffer with these things. Just speak up, compassionately listen to your body, and the more that you can sit in silence, in the space, and calm, and slow down enough to hear, your intuition will talk to you all the time. And then it's important to, to work with a coach or somebody to say, okay, well, can you help me decode what my intuition is saying? I have these symptoms, what could they mean? So for me, the more and more I ask questions and Sarah, I went to 11 doctors, 11 surgeons before I picked him because the 11 before, you know, to explant, to remove my breast implants, because the couple I went to before were like, oh, I believe that breast implant illness is just anecdotal. I don't believe in it, but if you want me to remove your breast implants, that's fine. And I'm like, I am not. Working with somebody who is not going to sit with me in compassion and at least say that it's a possibility. That felt very shamey to me. And also, if somebody doesn't know what breast implant illness is, they also probably don't know what to look for when they open you up. And this is a very invasive procedure. It's like being attacked by a bear. Your body's going through a lot of stress. So, of course, the hormones are going to need to reboot after that. And bioidenticals are not the best way of doing that all the time. You want to make sure that your body innately can respond and mount its own uh, stress response in a healthy way. So once you've betrayed your body enough, that's when you find your intuition and you start listening to it again and trusting yourself instead of blindly trusting what's out there. The proof to me that out there doesn't have all the answers for me is when I realized they had not done long-term studies for safety on breast implants, nor Botox, nor many of these things. In fact, 95% of the chemicals that are out there, of which there's hundreds of thousands of them now, they have not been properly tested for safety. And that to me was alarming. Well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Who's looking out for us then? Mm-hmm. Huh. And then I found my intuition. I found my power. I stopped blindly trusting when I found myself in a cesspool of my own sweat and tears, holding my breasts when I still had breast implants, feeling all of the, the lumps around my breast implants, wondering if I was dying of breast cancer. I didn't know who to turn to anymore. I had to turn to myself. And that's where I found this community of women that are all coming together. That's when I decided to create my protocol, write my book, and support women going through this process.
0: Hey there, friend. Are you loving this podcast? I want to continue to support you. So the simplest way to do this is to head over to sarahannstuart.com and pop into the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you never, ever miss any details of our new project's products, upcoming events, or issues that are near or dear to my heart. You're also going to get access to the movement. This is the inner circle of people just like you standing in their power to bring more truth and a new level of consciousness where all individuals get to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So pop on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. I've watched your process through this and it's been so profound and I'm so grateful to you for taking those steps because just the step to heal yourself takes so much courage. Then to become a voice takes so much courage and then to say I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help others heal takes so much courage and not many People are willing to do that, and so mm. just want to honor you in that because I I've watched from that moment that we <laughs> we had that conversation to yeah. like this whole journey, and I'm just I'm just in awe and so thankful for you because now I have I literally can send all of these women coming to me every day saying I don't know what to do I can send them to you and I can send them to buy your book and send them to listen to your master class and listen to your podcast on this so I'm endlessly thankful for that. and I um I wanted to go back to this part about where we were talking about decoding having a coach decode for you and help you identify that your intuition kind of I think it's also helping you trust in it. I think that there's that process right that a coach can help you do that. And I think another thing which i I've seen, which is so powerful, which is something you do on your side as well, is also having a coach or having someone there to support you that you, Intuitively, trust can help you see where you're avoiding as well. And they can see your blocks and they can see where you're not showing up fully for yourself or empowering yourself to take the steps that you know are true and appropriate. And I've witnessed one of the places, and we were, we were talking about this before, where one of the things that a lot of women do when they get to that place where they're like, should I move forward? Or they want to suppress their intuition because they're scared of what's on the other side of that is, is binging. And Mm. I think it's something that most women don't talk about openly, but as I've talked to so many women going through this breast implant illness, most of them are binge eating and most of them are using food as a coping mechanism during this process because it's such an emotional experience specifically before, during, and after. And because we eat multiple times a day, it's a way in which to numb the pain around this. And so I wanted to get your take on this. If you have any tips or tools to help women move through this is something I talk to a lot of women about. So even if you don't have breast implant illness and you're suffering from binge eating or using food as a way to avoid what it is that you're moving through, I think you can definitely offer some insight around this topic because it's one of
1: the beasts that you talk about a lot. Yeah. Yeah there's 10 now <laughs> there's, there's 10. And you know, the, the way that I want all of you ladies to and beyond, you know, too, cause the men who love their ladies or, you know, the brothers and the fathers and the sons, like this is a collective effort to bring us back to the beauty that makes us all unique and different instead of hybridizing our beauty and our appearance. Right. Like that's, what's happening is kind of with AI and that's what, you know, binge eating when I think about binging, it's not just binge eating, right? It's binging anything and binging on anything. It starts from a thought. And I have a whole 12 step process, which is just ironic that it, <laughs> I call it 12 steps from suffering to sovereignty. And it's just interesting that it was 12. It's like, Oh, my 12 step system. It's not AA, but it kind of is, you know, it's a spiritual side of it, uh, but it starts with what is the thought? You know, what is the thought or the belief? or the story that's causing you suffering and that has you binging because binging is simply a numbing device that we use to escape that thought, that belief or that story. Right. And Hey, I was, I guess I would admit that I guess I was an alcoholic in my twenties. I was numbing and I was numbing my light. I didn't like to step up and be different I really felt as though I wasn't lovable, and so I was literally attacking that thought by numbing it out, binging on alcohol, and to the point where I blacked out. And it got bad. I got two DUIs. I was not in love with myself, and but on the outside, people are always like, "Oh, Kazer," you know, because I played pro soccer, and my name was Kazer. My name's Diane Kazer, and they call me Kazer on the soccer field. They're like, "Kazer, you always seem so happy," and I'm like. Dude, I'm doing a really good job deceiving them. Underneath, I am not in love with myself. So, binging on anything, you know, be it TV or Facebook, Instagram, social media, binging on reality TV shows, binging on sugar, binging on toxic beauty, escaping, you know, it's escaping the reality that we have conceived outside because of what we perceive inside. And so here's what I want to say, Sarah, and this is a different, this is a different take on binging or any kind of escapism for that matter, is that I want to celebrate, just like you were celebrating me, which thank you, Sarah, I honor that. I honor that moment and our connection that day, because it was another big gluten-free breadcrumb along my path <laughs> to get to the point of now, which is freedom. You know, all of these bars represent the is the bar, the prison bars that we put ourselves in without knowing it. And we can't get out of a prison or take down the bars that we don't know that we're in. So, I want to celebrate your breast implants for a moment. I want to celebrate Botox for a moment. I want to celebrate birth control for a moment. these broken i want to celebrate all of it for a moment and here's what I mean by that is it has been a coping mechanism to keep you here and alive without them, you might have lost it completely. You may have lost your life. you didn't know how to cope otherwise, right so you're doing all that you know to do to soothe you in the moment until you have better tools to help you cope and transcend those traumas or toxins, you know, whatever that belief, that broken belief is. So I want you all just to sit for a moment and think about you didn't know better. And here's the deal. Now you can, and now you will if you want to step into a new reality. So, numbing us out to the story or the thought or the belief that we have that literally would kill us if we didn't numb it out was necessary for us to keep moving forward. And Hey, you know, I'm just going to say right now that we have to have our moments of binging sometimes to like, you know, escape reality. Sometimes it gets really tough, but when we're doing it on a daily basis with the pure intent to escape it chronically, that's where there's the problem. So now that we have other solutions and the solutions that, you know, I have is of course, listen to Sarah's podcast. She's got a lot of, you know, mind medicine for you, but then there's also strategies and tactics and tools that lead you to transformation. And that's what I do behind the scenes with the women that I support is to help them literally transcend their trauma and to detox these toxins so that we can balance the hormones and balance the gut. Because these things that happen in our mind, these beliefs are also conceived by these bad pathogens, these, you know, candida and bacteria and parasites, all three, which I see the most commonly in women who have had breast implants. And these bugs can literally text message your brain to go eat and binge on sugar or alcohol or caffeine or whatever, because they want to get fed specifically candida. I see fungal overgrowth in a lot of women with breast implants. So my point in saying all of that is that, you know, binging is a comfort it is a, uh, a Snuggie. It's our way of being held uh, metaphorically by a mother that is no longer around, maybe physically, because we're you know out there powering life as superwomen because we should not be seen as weak. So we binge, so we know about that thought. But my invitation to all of you is to celebrate that thought, is to get curious about that thought, and is to question how can I transcend that thought so that I have different ones and I can make better choices from that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that there's the part too where, like you said, once you're aware of the binging, once you're aware of the unconscious patterning, which you have done up until this point in the in the celebration of it, you then moving forward, get to make a different choice. I always say it's not your fault that you were behaving a certain way at all. Like it's never your fault, but you do have the responsibility if you want to have this happy, healthy, joyful free life once you're aware and conscious and in the space of recognition then to say okay what am i going to do moving forward and where do i get support and where do i get help and where do i get access to the ability to move to move forward in a different way and i've personally have found one of the best tools for that is community and i love that that's what you're doing because i think in community in a different community where you're not repeating the same stories over and over or the stories that you have aren't being validated by people in your life that are keeping those stories alive. Where you step into a new community, that for me has been one of the biggest things because I know the women in my community won't, not that they won't tolerate it, like they'll hold love and compassion for it, but I don't even have the space in that community to be that old person, be that lower vibration and that lower self-esteem and that lower self-worth because they're just constantly at such a different experience and a different vibration that they're not allowing me to fall back into that. And if they do, of course they're pulling me out, but, and I'll have those moments where I'm, I'm doubting myself, but it's, it's a different experience. And I'm curious if being in that community specifically or just like community in general for your, when you were healing breast and plant illness the last couple of years, like yeah. and building this community now of women and them coming together, how that's been for you. And was that one of the biggest mm-hmm. stepping stones for self-growth and healing as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, our fundamental need is to be seen, is to be loved, is to be heard, and to belong. And those are our fundamental needs, you know, emotionally. And then, of course, we have food, water, shelter, right? Like there's those like the basic needs that we have. And those emotional needs, if they're unmet, especially in women, we are dehydrated, we wither up, and we feel like we're alone in this world, and we're not part of a tribe. So the literal, most primal, fundamental need is to be a part of a tribe, is to be belong somewhere. So what happens is if we try to go about this alone, that's where we lose sight of ourself, of our purpose-driven mission, of the what I call soul goal. What is the soul goal that you came here to serve? in this world, in this life, in this body, you know, whether that's being a mom and raising children and, and sending them off and making them better people. So the world is a better place, or maybe it's that you have, you know, a business that you want to bring forth a, a growth opportunity for people to support them. Like for me right now is to help them and cleanse their body, heal their hormones, ignite their inner purpose. And to do that in a business setting so that they can generate income from wherever they want in the world. I like that freedom, that financial freedom. And I've done that for myself for the last 20 years as an entrepreneur. So that's my sole goal. Without community, Sarah, I feel like I'm lost at sea (laughs) for Mm -hmm. sure. I'm like, where's my people? Where's my humans? Like I need eye contact. I need touch. I need hugs. I definitely and i am not too proud to say I need validation. And if you dismiss your ego as not your amigo, we also have a problem. Your ego is here to save you. Your ego is so important. My ego is the thing that every day I wake up and I serve my people because I feel like it's not my job to save people. It's my job to help women and everyone they love in the world save themselves because I don't want people codependent on me. I want people to find independence in themselves and interdependence with the community that I've created for the sole goal that I came here to serve. So I don't like getting lost in big groups. So that big group was hard for me because it was hard to connect with mm-hmm. big people. And like, I like smaller numbers and going deeper. And I also like freedom in our choices. And so some groups can get so big that, you know, you're shamed for using a doctor that's not on someone's list. Like, you're shamed for talking about different strategies. And I think that it's time that we all accept Mm -hmm. everybody's opinions or perspective or choices. So I created one of my own and that's why I have my book too, is it's important to be led as well as to lead as well. And Community for me is one of the 10 C's. And I like things in letters, obviously, as you can hear. <laughs> the 10 prison bars of B's, And then I've got the 10 C's of our program. And those C's, it starts with curiosity. Like, how did I get here? And then it moves into community. Like, we can't do this alone. You just can't do it alone anymore, sisters. I mean, look at the conversation that me and Sarah had look how empowering that was, look where it took me, look now where it's taking her, look now where it's taking you. Us coming together to rise above the narrative that we are not enough as we are. That's how we come together in numbers and there's power there. And we also, like Sarah said, a real friend will reflect back to you mm-hmm. the shadows, the shoulds, the shame narrative that you're carrying within that continues to you down the path of sickness symptoms and suffering from possibly silicone and, you know, of course, saline, which is also contained in silicone that is keeping you stuck. So my best friends are those that don't let me blindside myself. And that's what I find in community and the values, right? The values inside a community. That's why you decide to join a community is because you like their values, right? So that's important too.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think even if you don't have that community yet, You can do the mirror work by how you're responding to other women online. And I think that we can look at what's triggering for you, what's showing up for you, what is the thing that you want to post that might not be the most kind, loving, supportive post that I always encourage you not to post. <laughs> but like, what are those things coming up for you? And then you can start to do the inner work. So wherever you're triggered, wherever you have that moment where you see something that doesn't sit well for you, that's actually allowing you to recognize something in yourself that needs work. And that doesn't mean, mean that you morally have to agree or ethically agree with what someone else is doing. But if we're gonna become this sisterhood, if we're going to support women, it's really about finding acceptance and surrender to where they are And then becoming the leader and representing what other people can strive to become versus ever shaming, ever taking someone else down, ever going after them, ever, like you said, it breaks my heart when people make a decision to go to a doctor and then you have women shaming them because it took so much courage for them to even take that step from going to Having their implants in, to making the step to going to to a doctor, and then making the decision to explant, and then we're going to shame them for that. Like the amount of courage it takes these women every single step of the way, because we've been through it. We need to be celebrating them and bringing them up and empowering them and telling them it's going to be okay. And I just encourage you wherever you are, whether it's breast implant illness, whether it's Botox, whether it's something else that women are suffering from. We have to trust that they will find their internal light and guidance and be able to really discern what is best for them and it's not our job to. It's our job to just be leaders. And so I am so thankful for you sharing that because I I'm in full agreement of that. I wanted to see if there were any last words. I am so thankful for you being here and just mm-hmm. grateful for this conversation. I trust and know that it's going to be so helpful for so many women. Yeah. I just is there anything you want to leave them with that on all the topics we did we cover, we covered oh, yeah. a lot
1: yeah i mean and there's so many different branches of everything we talked about right so if you guys want any of the statistics on breast implant illness or any of the statistics on botox what i've done over the last two years is is i i'm an avid researcher so i put it all together in one spot because it's really hard to believe right it's like oh you, just like you said sarah it's hard to come out with this it's courage it's I'm a courage coach for a reason. And what I'm teaching people is to step into their power. And that's also going to, a lot of the house of cards will fall around you from people who you've attracted into your life from a place of your playing small. Mm -hmm. And so no, when you start playing big, people are not going to like that because they're going to feel abandoned by you because you're stepping into your light and your power. And it's also going to, your action is going to expose their inaction and they're going to want to throw stones at you. It's amazing when I see women who get support from their, their family through this, it's less of the norm. So if you need support, even behind closed doors, you know, reach out to me, follow me on Instagram or social media. It's easy to find me and just reach out because I see a lot of women wanting to take their lives from this and worked with women who were at that point. I've been to that point before, too. No issue is too dark for me to sit with you on. And I'm sure Sarah can say the same. You have a community in both of us. And if you need statistics, if you need proof for any of these doctors, it's all over my website. I've got statistics and the actual studies where they've proven that breast implants are toxic and the, the rates of percentages of people who are suffering with illnesses like autoimmune disease up to 800% with breast implants, you know, three to four times more risk of suicide, more women are on antidepressants from that. Who knows if it's because they already had low confidence prior to it, or if it was actually the toxins in them. If you need to see the, the, the actual numbers of chemicals that are in these different things, I have an ebook that I'm releasing now, Sarah, before my breast implant uh, illness book called killer breast is coming out. And you guys can go to my website, click on the area, uh, a You can click on the area where I talk about my breast implants. And if you have breast implants, click here, you get my free ebook. It's really well, everything in there is well researched. There's references. Please do not ever work with a doctor who wants to tell you that you're wrong and does not believe in your symptoms move on. And also work with people who have been there before. There's too many people working with practitioners who have never actually experienced and gone across the bridge from suffering the sovereignty from these things. So work with somebody who has been there, done that, who is well-researched and who knows how to help you heal after and can sit with you through these emotions because taking these things out or anything, changing any of these habits with any of these 10 Bs, it's a big identity shift and there's confusion before the consciousness. So just know that this is all normal, what you're going through. It's all okay. And it was also necessary to bring you to the point where you're free from these thoughts, beliefs and stories that you've been led to believe your whole life. So I want to celebrate all of you because all of these things happening, like Sarah said, they're not your fault. And we can find freedom in connecting with each other. So there's lots of freebies on my dyingcage.com page, you know, the five shifts that I've used to help women get themselves out of these ruts, and uh, ebooks and downloads and my Facebook community. You can find it all on my website. I'm, I'm just here to serve in whatever way I, I'm needed. And please reach out for help. Yes,
0: please, please reach out and go to her website and just get the help you need. I, I can speak to that very, Openly, when I started developing symptoms for breast implant illness, I would wake up every night in the middle of the night with sweats, panicking, like having anxiety attacks. And I suppressed, 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 and had such a story that I had a mental illness or something was wrong with me or that I was going to suffer this rest of my life. And that, like, I created all these stories around this. And I remember finding another woman who had the exact same symptoms where she would wake up almost at the exact same time every night with these panic attacks. And Mm. after I read her story, it was just this moment of relief for me that all Mm. of these stories I had created were just an illusion of the truth, which it was my breast implant illness. And so- I just think we create story after story after story. And we try to logically piece all the puzzle together. But sometimes we're ignoring the root cause. And when we hear of someone else going through it, or we see the statistics that you've put together, and we witness that this isn't one or two other women, this is like 1000s of women suffering from this issue, Mm -hmm. we then recognize that we aren't crazy. And we can heal that story in our mind. And for me, I as a coach that teaches about body image issues, I was in denial, like you said, there's so many coaches out there that or like, I'm not ready yet, or I can't be the person who is suffering because I'm this leader or this expert. And it took a lot for me to say, I'm supposed to be coaching about self-love and self-esteem and self-confidence. And I don't have it right now. And I'm suffering from panic attacks and I'm suffering from anxiety and I'm suffering from brain fog and losing my memory and just being open and sharing about it. But then also realizing how many other women were going through it made me realize that I wasn't alone or crazy in this experience. And so definitely, I, I second that 100%. Like get the help you need. Do the research. Nothing is too dark or too deep that someone out there can help you get through. And I know you have a lot of resources for those topics as well. And we're here to support you and love you through this and really hold compassion for whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's related to breast implant illness or Botox or one of these other issues as well.
1: Just one last thought is on, I forgot to mention, as a functional medicine practitioner, You guys, if you go to a doctor, a GP and get blood tests drawn and they say, oh, you know, your vitamin D is low a little bit or, you know, everything looks normal. You're not going to find solutions there. So just know that too, is that there needs to be a breast implant illness expert because otherwise you will think you're going crazy. So, (laughs) you know, there's really great labs out there. They're not the ones covered by insurance. There's really good detoxification strategies and please never approach detox by yourself because it is becoming more and more difficult and could be counterintuitive, counterproductive, and dangerous. Mm -hmm. So just want to put that out there because a lot of women are trying these DIY things or doing their own labs. And I'm like, that's great and all, but when we're talking about this much toxicity in breast implants, it's a whole different animal.
0: 100%. And I can speak to that too, because I went to multiple functional medicine doctors and all my tests were normal. Mm -hmm. And my MRI was normal. I had no ruptures, no leaking of my implants, nothing. Mm -hmm. and everyone kept saying, well, everything's fine. And so when you're hearing that over and over again, and you're hearing that all your tests are coming back and you're spending more and more money, and yet there is no solution or no answer, It was until I met a doctor who was at a German clinic here in Beverly Hills. It was a German-based clinic where she said, you can keep covering up the problem or you can go across the street and get your implants out. It wasn't until she looked at everything and two years of tests and I took her literally a suitcase of tests into her and she went through all of them that she was like, this is it. But it took someone who who was aware and who had the knowledge and the expertise of what to look for specifically, and recognize that nothing else was showing
1: up. Yep. And the courage to be honest. Yeah. And the courage to be honest. The courage to risk pissing you off and offending you and losing yeah. a patient, you know? So that takes a lot of courage for someone to say, hey... I got to be honest with you here. And you don't want anybody who blows smoke and just keeps running labs on you and doing supplements and stuff. If they have not looked at these as a possible root cause, move on to somebody who will and who has experience and education on a, about it.
0: Thanks for awesome. having me, Sarah. Of course. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful to you. And I know this is going to help so many people. All right, friends. Thanks so much for being here. Before you go, I want to remind you again, as Diane shared, we so often make decisions that are based on our unconscious beliefs, beliefs that have been influenced by the media, society, and cultural conditioning. So it is important to recognize that the current knowledge you have based on the media society and cultural conditioning might be accurate and best for you, but it might not be. So this week, I encourage you to start thinking about the way you are currently living, the daily choices you're making that you deem healthy, and the changes you wish to make to improve your life. What unconscious habits would you like to change? Maybe it's the makeup brand you support or the products you clean with. Maybe it's the hair salon you go to. Maybe it's the tanning bed you use, the unfiltered water you drink. Or maybe as we discussed, you intuitively feel if you have breast implants, it's time to get them removed. Make a list and one step at a time, start addressing what choices need to shift. And trust that your health and your well being surprisingly can bounce back very quickly. Given the right kind of nourishment for your mind, body, and soul, I truly believe that we can find within ourselves the ability to heal. We were so fortunate to have Diane share some of the simplest ways to start recognizing the underlying conditions of why you may be experiencing your current symptoms, and most importantly, how to find a healthcare practitioner that never discredits you and wants to help you get to the root cause. I hope you love this conversation as much as I did. If it inspired you and moved you in a profound way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could share it on social media and with the people that you love. This is really about creating a movement together as one to help other people get access to the health and well-being that they deeply deserve. You can always find me on the gram at Sarah Ann Stewart. I want to celebrate you and support you and answer your questions. So make sure to tag me and connect with me there. And a friendly reminder before you go, a healthy life is sexy and it takes us all using our platforms and our voice to share this truth for others to hop on board with this concept, which is still so foreign for most. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for being part of this movement. And until next time, I'm sending you massive amounts of love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it, but you are here, you are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one, write it down, do it and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here you too can feel awesome from the inside out.